Hello, Gemini friends. I'm Annie Botticelli, and welcome to my Gemini August 2023 astrology horoscope forecast. This is for you if Gemini is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Gemini placement that you have that you're listening for. What I'm going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late degree Gemini friend, so birthdays like June 15th through the rest of the sign, or Gemini placements like 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Cancer Report as you very late degree friends will benefit from both the Gemini and Cancer readings. I'm calling the theme of this month for Gemini, Venus Retro Glows for Gemini, and we will talk about why. Plus, there are lots of other things to discuss when we look at the complex layers of the starry energetics this month. So before we get into Venus retrograde and do our deep dive there, let's talk about some other factors that are layers of this complex experience. My goal is to help you have the most wonderful August possible and that knowledge is power. If you understand the energetics at play, you'll be ready for them. You can plan around or with and for them, and it will help you to make the most of the starry possibilities. Okay, so that's what my work is all about, aligning with the natural rhythms of the universe. So first thing we want to know here is about what I call the sweet and salty aspects. Okay, so sweet aspects are obviously ones where the planets are getting along. Um, The aspects in astrology are all mathematical. So when there is a nice connection, certain connections bring nicer, easier um, outcomes. And certain connections are more of pressure points or they're a little more grumpy. Okay, so... This month, as with July, we have more salty aspects compared to sweet ones, but there aren't a ton and they are just like nuisance aspects. They're not big outer planet connections. They're just things that come quickly, pass quickly, but just kind of imagine you're on a road with speed bumps and you've got to slow down or you're going to get jostled. So that's the big lesson there. The next thing to know is that we do have a break from eclipse season, which is very helpful because the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle since the end of 2021 has been in a tough angle for Gemini's and we had another manifestation, you know, April, May into June, the second to last Taurus Scorpio eclipse and the introduction of a new Aries Libra polarity, which is a nicer angle for Gemini's. But either way, July and August are about integrating the changes and in information that came at that time. And we're going to be going into more, um, very powerful trajectory shifting experiences September, October into November, even maybe some things might start manifesting in August, but for the most part, July and August are the most clear of the the biggest um, stress and changes of the eclipse cycle. So it's just something to know and be a little bit relieved that we're not in the heat of eclipse season yet. Next thing to know is that Mercury is retrograde this month. August and September are covered in retrograde. August 4th starts the pre-transit retrograde. August 23rd through September 14th is the actual retrograde. And September 30th is the end of the post-transit flow. So what does all of this mean? A planet being called in retrograde means from our point on the Earth, when we look in the sky, it appears to be going backwards in its orbit. It's not really, but that has effects on us. Everything above, so above, you know, so below. Uh, We see that very strongly with the stars, what's going on out there, what's going on in here. And so what that brings is a tendency for things to come up from the past and for us to have to deal with things closer to our physical body, you know, like 
not trying to stretch or strive, not to say that we can't or won't travel per se. Some of these you know, opportunities will come up and could be fine. But for the most part, we're dealing with things right in front of us. We're not casting into trying to make long-term plans. In fact, those might be cast into uncertainty. We're not trying to schedule too much because everything is in upheaval in a lot of ways. So just kind of expect that things scheduled at this time could be called into question. And then they could ultimately work out, but they might be called into question. Like there's a big event and it looks like it's going to rain, but then it doesn't and it's fine. But up until the second, you don't know if it's going to be okay. You know, there's just like this energy of uncertainty and not being able to see more than a step ahead of you. But Mercury retrograde can be amazing for certain things. And you can take full advantage of those potentials. Appliances may act up as things that have been under the surface moving towards having problems, but you weren't aware of it. They get brought into your conscious reality. So things to deal with like that. You know, this is a time where if you don't have to schedule things, then don't. If you do, then do. But anything you schedule, try to pencil it in instead of pen it in. And that will save you from more stress when you have to cancel things later. Um, and it won't make you be on the phone all month changing plans, uh, because you scheduled so much and now you have to reschedule it. So it's just important to know you want to leave room for what I call last minute magic, which is the tendency for the retrograde to bring in sudden opportunities. I want to give you a few examples of why I love retrogrades. Cause I think there's a lot of negative connotations with retrogrades. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. We, we know the mischief that can be created, but I'm going to give you some of my examples. And you can find information like this um, in my book, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe. Retrogrades are one of my areas of expertise, but I'm going to share some with you from my experiences of what I've seen that I love. And then this way you can align your efforts. It's really all about aligning with the natural rhythm. So we know you can't plan that far ahead, right? We know that you can't really schedule things that aren't necessary. And we know that there might be uncertainty. But there are other things we know too that this time could be good for. First thing is it's a great time for relaxing and being on free flow with no agenda. So it's a fantastic time for vacations and staycations. Some people think you can't travel in Mercury retrograde. That's not true. It's just doesn't, it's not as easy to fit in a very rigid schedule where everything is dependent on certain things going certain ways. If you have a relaxed um, timeline or a relaxed flow, then this can really, really work. Okay. I also love Mercury retrograde and also Venus retrograde because we will get more into Venus retrograde later, but retrogrades in general are a good time for certain things. And the things I'm giving you here are really good for both Mercury and Venus retrograde. So it's just doubly true what I'm saying. Okay. So it's a really great, a time, great time for deep indulgence and hobbies and fun. And Venus is in Leo, you know, the sign of Leo, it's retrograde there. We've got the sun in Leo. Uh, we've got Lilith in Leo. There's a lot of exuberant fire energy and all that energy rules, you know, Leo energy rules fun and pleasures and hobbies. And I like to call it the bucket list energy too. Things you've always wanted to do pleasures. So this is a really great time for basking in those things. Basically things that are low stakes with no deadlines and no consequence. If you don't finish taking a class because it's fun for you, doesn't really matter what the outcome is. You can afford it. You're just going to do it because it's fun. This is also a fantastic time from both of the retrogrades to reap the rewards of past work. 
So it could be a time that financial or um, other rewards come in from the past. Money that people owed you or customers from the past can show back up or a job opportunity from a past contact. Something else that's great for this month uh, for Venus retrograde. And remember also, one of the reasons why I'm saying Venus um, retro glows for Gemini is because the whole retrograde cycle from June really into October is in a beautiful angle for Gemini's. So the whole cycle, the pre-transit, the you know retrograde, the post-transit, the whole time Venus is in Leo, which is for a very extended, abnormally long time, it's in a beautiful aspect for you. It's a 60 degree angle of opportunities. So all of these things that I'm talking about that are good to do in the retrogrades, blessings can come along these fronts. Okay. So reworking, revising things previously pushed out into the world. You know, it's amazing for a lot of things that have the prefix re. It's also really great for taking a calm, calm actions on unfinished business on any level or anything that's squeaking for attention, you can work on that proactively before it comes a problem. Which brings me to the topic of inner work. Retrogrades often bring out things that were previously swept under the rug, old patterns and paradigms. So actively doing things like EMDR, EFT, neuro-linguistic programming, and other self-development and trauma-clearing therapies can be really productive because things are are out. You know, they're not just under the surface, making them harder to define and pinpoint. They're out. And when they're out, that could be a little stressful, but they're out and you see what you're working with. So you can apply these tools directly to them. Something else that is really great for Gemini's to focus on this month with all of this retrograde energy is working on future launches in the backdrop. Let's say you've got a big launch. You know, Venus retrograde is notoriously not a a time to bring out your big wares that you've never shown before. It's a time to go back to things that worked. It's a time to experiment, but it's not the best time for brand new launches or brand new openings. But what it is good for is working in the backdrop on things or editing things like websites, courses, books, artistic endeavors, business plans, or any big project that you'll eventually want to bring out into the world. It's also amazing for experimenting with low stakes projects, like playing with ideas you have, testing things out, or experimenting in a way that could have a good upside, but don't have a bad downside if it doesn't work out. It's also fantastic for continuing things that were already launched. So if you just have something that's out in the world and it needs to be maintained and just trimmed or worked with, then it's really good for like business as usual type of things. It's also amazing for studying and learning and exploring. So if there's a topic you want to learn more about, research, or get educated about, this is a fantastic time for that. And, you know, education programs that have some flexibility where you can go at your own pace, where you can keep um, access to the, the material, you know, for a long period of time, if not, quote, forever, that would, you know, flexible types of uh, programs and commitments work out really well at this time. So there's, you know, just a lot of things that you really can do in this time. There's not just things that you can't do. So I just wanted to kind of break that myth and give you some guidance where you can direct your energies, not just where to direct your energies away from. Okay, let's drill down a little deeper. So we talked about general Mercury retrograde things. We talked about um, 
general retrograde things, do's and don'ts. Now let's talk about Mercury in the sign of Virgo being retrograde and Mercury in the house of Cancer, the fourth house for Gemini, and what kind of things can come up from this. Mercury retrograde, Pallas, Athena, and Mars are all moving through Virgo. This is a time where you may have some laser focus and some capacity to do tedious jobs or catch up with, you know, projects that needed some extra, uh, let's see, a critical eye or more discernment. So you're, you'll have that really great energy to channel, sit down, get through some boring things and be really productive. And that Virgo energy is great for that. The retrograde energy is going to bring things back from the past, uncertainty, um, options, things to consider in the house of home and family, family patterns, things involving housing or, or houses or family members, you know, or going back to a place that feels like home or family coming back to see you or you going to see family. All of that stuff is more likely for Gemini at this time. Mars tends to bring obsessive focus, so you might find yourself obsessively focusing on home or family or real estate or housing um, or your inner world because Cancer rules that as well. And Pallas Athena is also there, bringing boldness and the need possibly for some strategy. Now, remember, these strategies might only be for bridge arrangements. By bridge arrangement, I mean like a temporary arrangement, like a for now or a for a finite period of time because, again, you can't really see that far out for planning, but you can strategize for the short term and get a plan together that will hold everything up and systems together for an interim period. And it is really great. That is something else that is great for. Okay, now let's talk about these Leo placements more. So the sun, Lilith, Venus, retrograde, as we give you those, you know, guidelines for the dates uh, earlier. We've got a short and long-term focus on Leo energy, which brings that 60 degree angle. I call that the ingredients on a counter angle, because you could have the ingredients for a peach pie sitting there for you to make this beautiful pie. But if you don't make it, you won't have it. And you'll say, Annie, where's my pie? (laughs) You have to make the pie. So the 60 degree angle gives you the things to, to do something. It's not like a trine, although we have a lot of trines this month. We'll talk about those too. This is the angle of here's something, now do something with it, right? It's not just like here's the pie in your lap, although I guess that could happen too because from the trines. (laughs) But this is, there's a lot of energy around using your enthusiasm, your creativity to really boost your self-esteem, to improve your reputation and your recognition, um, to use your, your skills to just express yourself because Gemini is very expressive, right? The third house is ruled by Gemini. And all of these placements are moving through the third house of Gemini. So they're being lit up like the 4th of July in August. And even before then um, and after then. So this is a really good time for creative expression, writing, speaking. Any, anything that you know, you're excited about can have some extra benefits. And even things that you've earned money from before, you may find you're going back to do uh, those things. I think I gave you the official Venus retrograde dates, but just in case, the pre-transit shadow period begins June 19th, stretches until July 23rd when it officially shifts into retrograde, staying retrograde until September 4th, and the post-transit goes until October 6th. If you miss any of these, you can always rewind it. And by the way, sometimes people say, speak slower, and I say, no, (laughs) I'm not going to speak slower. But if you're listening, at least on YouTube, um, you can slow down the video. 
and you can listen to me as slowly as you like. Um, so I just wanted to uh, point that out because occasionally I do have someone ask about that. And obviously I'm very revved up right now, so maybe I'm talking a little faster because here when I'm recording this, the planets have already started to get into um, fire. Uh, Venus is in Leo already when I'm recording this and I'm a fire sign and it's getting me all, all revved up. So you can see this is kind of the effect it has. It can have that effect for everyone, but especially if you have air signs that can, you know, like fuel this fire or be fueled by this fire, um, fire placements that are, you know, speaking that language. Something that might have to happen here is some setting boundaries with siblings um, or other relatives because Lilith is showing us that there is some repressed energy and this is really showing up in your house of relatives. Uh, so there might be something that has to be said, step-parent even, parent, you know, I mean, parents could go into there. It's not the traditional house, the third house for that. But since the fourth house is so lit up, you know, it looks like some boundaries might have to be set and they might be quiet boundaries, like a decision that you make and you don't even say anything to someone, or it might be an actual physical boundary or an emotional boundary, but it looks like there might be something festering that has to be dealt with regarding um, your relatives, one of your relatives or more. Okay, so Venus is going to focus on its retrograde process. So this very abnormally long period of time in Leo making those nice angles, the ingredients on a counter angles for Gemini, lots of chances to revamp yourself, redo anything in your life that you want to be revitalized. Let's talk about some more specifics about what this can bring. And do know that I have links in the notes underneath the video and podcast to my Venus retrograde resources. So you can, uh, you can go dive deeper into that to understand this transit better because Venus rules love and relationships and money and finances and beauty and comfort and design. And it just has so much coverage. I can't possibly list all the things that I know about this transit in, you know, in the monthly horoscope because it would be very long and we wouldn't talk about the other things. So that's why I give you those other resources. Okay. So Gemini, the third house is the ruler of communication. So when Venus is there, what will frequently pop up is communication as it relates to work and income, love and relationships. So most people are communicating according to their astrological wiring. Mercury in your chart will tell you how you communicate. No surprise, I have Mercury in Sagittarius, right? Um, I communicate very exuberantly, very fiery. And if you look in your chart at Mercury, you'll see your methods of communication. So we tend to communicate with other people how we want to be communicated with. And then we have people we have naturally good communication with where our Mercury's are speaking the same language, and then we have ones that we struggle more with. So what happens at this time is if you've got someone in your life where your communication uh, patterns are getting in the way of each of you getting what you want because you're each throwing your way of communicating at a person who doesn't receive them that way, this transit will bring up weak links as it relates to these communication patterns, okay? So this is another way astrology could be so helpful because understanding how you communicate versus how someone else communicates. And there are tons of books around this that have nothing to do with astrology, but they're all leaning around the fact that our communication styles are different. And you can see how they're different into to the specificity of that with astrology. Okay. But either way, the ways that we communicate are likely going to be brought up. 
whether it's your passionate creative expression or whether it's how you communicate to the people around you, it's up for revamping and you have a good chance to improve your relationships. And that might have something to do with these siblings and other relatives. Maybe you're not communicating your needs clearly enough uh, or calmly enough or at all. And maybe some of that has to happen. There also could be some opportunities to do some work or make some money with some of these relatives because Venus rules money. And so chances to connect with in financial ways, you know, these people could, could come up. This also rules mobility. So it's a really great time to do research about um, travel and in some cases traveling. And it could be okay for making purchases, but you know, since we got Mercury and Venus retrograde, unless you really have to, um, or it's a short-term purchase, you know, you'll have to feel your way through this because there are a lot of caveats. From the Venus retrograde perspective, if it's really inexpensive, you're getting a smoking hot deal, or you're not going to miss the money and you can afford it, and it's something you've always wanted, Venus retrograde can sometimes bring in items of material value that you've been wanting. With the Mercury aspect of it, you might not really see what you're getting, and sometimes Venus retrograde can bring in money pits. So just be careful of that. If you're buying something that could become expensive, do inspections and really know what you're getting yourself into because the odds that it's going to keep costing you money more so than usual are increased when you purchase something in Venus retrograde. It's not 100% that that happens, but it does happen. So some questions that you can ask proactively when Venus is retrograde in Gemini you know, or, or the third house, which it is for you is, is how you're communicating, getting you to where you want to be in anything in your life. We kind of touched on that before. Are there financial opportunities with your relatives? How are you spending money as it relates to communication? Do you need to put more or less resources towards this? How are you using your communication devices? And what is your relationship with communication and the devices? How are you spending money as it relates to vehicles or transportation? How can you improve your mobility? So these are just some things to consider. A couple of resources that I'd like to offer you during this time that can be very helpful and specifically aligned to where Venus is for you. It's a book called Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Uh, this has been, he's worked with like warring clans and countries and neighborhoods. And I mean, this person is amazing and he's used this technique for helping people to be heard. So you might find that it, it could be good support for your um, opportunities to improve your communication. And also taking courses or doing research uh, on using your devices to their maximum benefit. And just bringing, you know, just a higher vibration to your communication. So I have a, a nice affirmation specifically for retrograde in the third house or Gemini to help us fine tune our powerful words. We ha words have so much power. If you look into spiritual texts, chanting, you know, there's a consistency that spiritual texts will share about the power of the spoken word for manifestation. So we get a little sloppy with our words sometimes, don't we? And sometimes we say things that we don't want to create more of. So a little affirmation I created 
is I spill love with every thought, every look, every word. And I just really like that visual of just love pouring out of, you know, with our thoughts and our words and our expression that helps to share that with the world and magnetize that back to us. Okay, so we've got four Earth trines this month, three with Mars, making action, ambition, inspiration result in really great tangible outcomes. Uh, Mercury, another uh, trine there. So August 1st, Mars and Jupiter, expansiveness comes together with action. August 16th, Mars gets together with Uranus in this beautiful um, configuration. And remember before how I said the ingredients on the counter aspect, you've got to do something to get the goodies. Not with trines, you don't. I mean, you can use them, use the energy to do stuff, but a lot of times trines will dump things in your lap and just bring blessings without you doing anything. But since we have so much energy from the past, it could be stuff you did in the past is bringing it to you. So on the 16th, the days around there, Mars and Uranus get together, bringing surprise things out of the blue that could be very positive. August 24th, Mars makes a beautiful trine with Pluto, transformation and revitalization and regeneration. And then August 10th, we've got Mercury Earth trine also. So there's just a lot of goodies. And a lot of that energy is back to being centered around your home and your, your housing and your family. So material blessings can come from and into that space, especially in a very big way. Some dates to look out for the days around August 22nd, Mars and Virgo is going to oppose Neptune and Pisces. And this can bring some confusion, deception, uncertainty, zaps to your self-esteem or inner security. So just kind of be aware it's happening. You know, again, I think it's helpful to know because then when it's going on, if you feel all weird and wonder what's going on, you're like, oh, right, that transit. Okay, that means it's going to pass. It'll be fine. If you really like the dates, like um, my sweet and salty dates and the um, days to be awareful and careful and my favorite dates of the month, you will love to join my free VIP community. I only send out three emails a month. You can go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. Just put your name and email address in there. If, it, if you've signed up and you're not getting them, uh, just look in your spam or promotions folder because sometimes on email lists, you know, things, email servers don't always put those type of things in your main inbox. You can also see my other free goodies, including my written horoscopes at AnnieHelpsYou.com. If you love astrology and you want to learn either for your own personal purposes or to do it professionally, I'm your girl. You can see my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course at beastropro.com, beastropro.com. You can also see some free courses at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com, some courses on abundance and wellness. And if you love my content and you can't get enough of it and you want more for a very nominal subscription amount, join my secret star portal at AnnieBastrology.com, Annie the letter B, astrology.com. You can see my deep dive into Saturn and Pisces, my deep dive into Jupiter and Taurus through the signs, my deep dive into how to make tough astrological transits easier, plus my monthly deep dive into the sun moving through each sign and house. And you get access to a year's worth of archives um, and more content monthly. So you can see that at AnnieBastrology.com. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.